everybody, and welcome to The Quirks, the podcast about the little unique things you do that make you you. So here's something quirky about me. Every day I wear two different socks. I just grab the first two socks I can grab out of my sock drawer, and that's what happens. But I realize something interesting. If I do, by happenstance, grab two of the same sock, I just can't wear them. I've tried it before, and it leads to a very uncomfortable day. So that's me. Let's talk about today's guest. It is my dear friend, Deanna Chang. Deanna can be seen on Paramount Network's reboot of Heathers. She's a co-creator of Comedy Central's Unsend with Matt McConkey and Paul Shear. You can find her at Deanna M. Chang in all the places. And you should. I love her. One small disclaimer. We're both from Long Island, so you might hear some passionate slamming of tables. For emphasis, don't be scared. Enjoy. Hi, Deanna. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so happy to be here. I'm just going to jump right in with what I think is like the quirkiest thing about you. Oh, good. Well, from my, one of the quirkiest I'm excited. Things. You have like the most colorful, interesting language and way of saying things. Okay. I like that. When I see you and your TV shows and things like that, I'm always like, no one would say it like that if they saw things on the script. Oh. You're talking about, like, how I say... Anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, okay, I like that. Because you were like, my pleasure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Don't Thank people you. say that to you, though? I don't know. I think, yes, okay. to some extent. I don't know that I've heard it in a while, but I like that. Oh, well, it's back. It's back. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you do it in life, so that's how you... Yeah. I bring her, bring her right to the the small screen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I had an acting teacher that was like, "How you do something in life is how you do it in acting." And I was like, "Dear God, I hope that's not true because <laughs> I'm a mess." <laughs> You're not though, as a person, like in my. But don't you feel you've grown? Oh yes, I feel like I've grown. Yeah, I mean, remember the painting? Bring me back. You had been at my house many times rehearsing for maps. Oh, my God. And Oh, my God. You saw this giant white painting, and you were like, it's like six by six, it right? It was a square, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah like, like a six, six by, by six. six white square. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Was there anything on it other than that? White paint. White paint, right. So I guess but I'm just that, saying, like postmodern. Just it was, there was no, there, right, it was a white giant square. Yeah. Giant. Couldn't H- have been bigger. Right. Hanging yeah. on the wall right behind the couch. That's right. And you said, oh, when did you get that? And I said, I've never seen that before. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Shocked me to my core. And then Mark said it had been up for like weeks or something. Yeah, I really had to keep unpacking it. I was like, okay, so <gasps> when you say you've never seen it before... Yeah. Your eyes have never landed on it. You've never, it is never. I had never seen it. Never seen it. I just don't maybe look in those places. <laughs> I think that you have an active inner world. True. And the outside things don't appeal to you as much. They're not as interesting. Mm, that's a good way to describe me. Yeah. That's a really good way, because I think that that's true. Yeah. Like, Mark would bring flowers home, and then I'd see them three days later and say, like, oh, my God, thank you. He's like, they've been sitting there for three days. They're rotted now. Right. You know, and it would, right. be, like, hurt his feelings at first. Because you think, how could she not see them? But I did Because they've never been here before. Yeah, I know. And I think you're, what you're saying is that what you have going on in your mind trumps these outside <laughs> details yeah but it makes like driving and walking really hard well yeah so that's yeah those outside <laughs> details really they really pop when you're driving those yeah. are the ones you gotta really that I've keep grown. your eye on i have grown yeah good i'm happy to hear that yeah okay so we both grew up on long island yeah 
And what do you think about Long Island? Do you think it's quirky? You know, it's funny. I've been thinking about that more in... It's such an interesting place because, like, I feel like Long Island people are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And with a sense of self that I don't know why exactly they have this I know everything vibe. (laughs) It's so true. Without, not always with education behind it or (laughs) anything to back it up. It's just like, this is what I know. I know it and I know everything. And I'm like, I have a feeling that it's, it's being so close to the city, but Mm. not being in the city. It's like, you don't, you did it. You're not from Manhattan. You're not from even Brooklyn or the Bronx or anything. You're in, you're from a suburb, but you connect to yourself as like a New Yorker. Ha. So you have a sense of authority. But there's also, I think, a sense of like, I have something to prove. Yeah. Underdog authority. Yes. And it yields a ton of famous people. Right. That's like, there's so many. Right. And I think there's so many with a sense of humor. Mm. And I have a feeling that has to do with being a little bit of an underdog. So do you think that like Long Island made you quirkier or funnier in a way? I think that I grew up in a town where females, like the female soccer team was better than the boys soccer team and did better in statewide shit. You know what I mean? And like girls were just, you just sort of like were expected to play sports and be, I don't know. I feel like every girl was so funny and yeah, I don't know. I think there's something about, I can't speak for all of Long Island, but I feel like growing up in Rockville center where the girls just had really good self-esteem in yeah. general in terms of what they can bring to like a conversation and yeah I love and, that do you know do you know what I'm saying oh, like yeah like bus balls kind of thing and I mean be good at everything there are strong females in poor Jeff station too yeah there's like, just like yeah poor Jeff station. <laughs> yeah pojo 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 so yeah <laughs> other side of the tracks you know what I mean yeah is it yeah I mean truthfully yeah mm-hmm. the others like my side of the tracks nice Okay. Like, so I can't say it's, like, the bad side of the tracks. But the other side, ooh, fancy. Uh, you know what I, I Oh, see. yeah, Pojo. That's kind of my situation, too. Like, we grew up in Rockville Center, which is a fairly affluent town. Yeah. But we were not in the affluent yes. area. We were very lower middle class, middle class, you know. Yeah. I, we'd always be like, do you want to go down port? And it was five minutes away, but that's where the nice ice cream shop was. Got and it. like the, you know, yeah, artsier theater and the movie theater. And the- Wait, <laughs> Susan Kate. Yes. Susan Kate. Susan Kate. <laughs> I would like, now that we're talking about Long Island and I'm imagining you in Rockville Center. Yes. I'm imagining you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'd like to go through it because I'm thinking about, you were coming over when I was in New York. Yeah. We were adults. This we were, was like ten, eight years ago, you know, six years ago. No ages, ago. but we were definitely adults. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, how did you end, you ended up standing in the middle of an island. Like You were coming to pick me up from the train, train station. station. And I was really afraid I wouldn't find you. Mm. And I'd seen your car before, but I had that weird recognition thing with cars where I don't, like, I mean, my dad's car, I still don't know what it is. I always think it's white, and it's a gray SUV. I think it's, like, a white Prius. Yeah, like, I just have, because I don't look, well, cars especially. Right. I don't care about cars. I thought the island was the safest place to find you. I know, and I don't even know what it will do on a podcast, but it's just, like, it was, like, this, um, you know, six by 
three little bit of lawn lawn in the middle of the street that had like a big center Rockville Center clock yeah like town clock in the middle of it and you and I just found you just <laughs> standing there and it looked like you were stuck <laughs> well that's the thing because there was it wasn't safe because there was traffic going by on both sides like maybe I mean, all sides but it's a it's a it's a small town small town yeah I mean but it's I mean, a it medium town but it's not a town it's you weren't on a freeway or a no, highway no. or no but like, I, once I got on, I didn't know how to get off. You just stood right there. Because there were people coming there. in all directions, That's and I was right. like, well, now I'm committed. You now just, she'll see me. And I did. And you did. And I did. But it was... It was so funny. Something else. Just to come, up, to come by you just <laughs> standing there, it was so funny to me. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Because your style in Long Island was oh, super quirky. Very quirky. So what what do you have going on? What were you going for? It had ranges, but what you're talking about specifically was my old lady style. Yeah. In, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. Oh, it stopped by junior. Yes. I went into different style in junior year. Okay. Let's talk about old lady style. Yeah. Old lady style was um, grandma chic. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing, like, like, blossom (laughs) hats with big flowers in the front and... Oversized jackets, oversized blazers, a lot of blazers, 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 all oversized men's blazers and like pins and pocket watches and neckerchiefs and, you know, fashioning my hair in like... It was everything was buttoned up to the top. There was oh. not an ounce of skin showing. There oh. was just a lot of it was a lot of look. Weren't there big glasses like bo- oh yeah, like big Coke glasses. bottle glasses? Big, <laughs> not I would you know big. I freshman sophomore year I think and then think junior year I got some contacts in. But okay, I saw there's that woman who was in the old navy ads who's the old woman with the giant black glasses iris arpfeld yes glass i was like that okay is the look and i never really quite got there with the glasses those were a lot cooler than what i ended up with but i found i was like can i see your biggest black frame at like lens crafter you know and then yes I was like, that'll do. <laughs> wow. Did you date a lot in freshman? No. <laughs> you're like, this is, you're like, I know this question is going out to the wind, but. I just wonder if there was like one no. quirky boy no. who was really, no. Okay. So I, yeah, I felt like by the time, oh God, I would, so there's one guy that was my best friend uh-huh. and he was a senior. She put quotes. Right, because I was madly in love with him. Of course, but I told him that I did not have a crush on him. Why? You were well because I couldn't even imagine he would be interested. And he ended up dating two of my really good friends. Oh God! And I acted great with that. (laughs) You know? Did you give him like advice? Like, oh, I was so in it and all of it, and like, oh, heartbreaking. That yeah, he was a senior, so cute. But I just didn't have any ability. I felt it was so not on the table for me that it I wouldn't have even dared. I was so happy to have this relationship with this, like, super gorgeous, like, in my mind guy that was a senior that thought I was, like, hilarious and amazing. And I that was was all I could do. You're like, I'll take it anyway. I was like, that's enough. I'm all set. Like, I can't even imagine. Wow. Did you ever tell him? No. I didn't. And he's actually out here now. He just got married recently. That's so funny. 
Yeah, I did. I actually, it would be an interesting thing to just see, like, did you just see me as a friend? Which I think the answer, in my heart, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. And I think if he ever thought maybe. Okay. I let him know straight up that is so not anything I'd be interested in. Yeah, that's so true. So even if he had that fleeting thought, I batted it down (laughs) so quickly. But I do think he just saw me as a friend. I really... Don't think he pushed past like the bowler hats and like, but maybe. But what if you met his wife and she was wearing like a frilly up to the neck shirt and like brooches? Well, I have seen her via Instagram. She's very pretty with like giant knockers Uh, and not serving that particular look. She's showing more than, which God, I mean, and it looks gorgeous. Like, God bless. God bless America. And, um, (laughs) It's possible. It would be. I would actually be interested to ask him that question. Right. There was this podcast where he would go back and have the conversations he like wished he had with people. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was beautiful. He had like this incident with Moby where he felt like Moby like sampled the song that he. Who's he? The host of the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. So the one episode is him like confronting Moby. And how did Moby? Not well. Not great. Yeah. Oh. He also brought all these like fancy juices to Moby's house, and Moby instead of putting them out to serve, just put them in his fridge. And that caused, like, a big controversy. I got to tell you, if someone brings me fancy juices, I'm putting them in the fridge. What? I would not know to put them out. So, like, if someone came to your house with, like, juices or snacks, would you put them away? No. I'm thinking he's giving me individual, like, juices and containers. He did. I may bring one out, (laughs) but I don't, you know. I think you'd say, do you want one? Sure. Yeah, he didn't say that. I see. He just scooped them out. And people do that. Wow. But people do that with alcohol. Like, what do you mean? Like, they'll bring a gift of wine and stuff. And then not serve it. Right. Yeah. But I think it's a gift sometimes. Me too. I don't, you know, I think it, it could, it, when you're like, oh, I have all this other stuff, I'll I hold feel on like to this. Drink what's open first. Right. Or what other people are but drinking. But I think at the end of the day, now that I'm hearing this, you just got to keep it all out and open. Oh, yeah. Where'd you go after grandma style? The journey, oh, so, so after Grandma Style, I went into more, like, I would, this is the only thing I can really hang my hat on, is I had these $90, so it was very <laughs> expensive. Yeah. At least I think they were, in my mind, they were nice. They were, like, the most expensive item I'd ever wow. purchased. Mm-hmm. They, a black platform shoe. Platforms, like, were happening yeah. majorly. Probably a four, like a three, three to three and a half inch platform. Wow. Suede. They actually were quite comfortable. Oh. Where I'm not very, I can't wear heels, but these particular shoes were, were worked. Okay. And I would wear them with a lot. So to me, when I think of junior year, I just think of those platform <laughs> shoes yes. that I wore to death. Yes. Do I think I wore them with things they went with? <laughs> Every once in a while, okay. but more often than not, <laughs> yeah. I was wearing them with things that made no sense. I had bad style, and I didn't like know it. By bad style, I mean quirky style. Go ahead. Like costumes, I would wear like I would dress sometimes all in a themed color. Mm. I had a Peter Ooh. Pan dress, that, but I would go like full out Peter Pan. I think I had yeah. like a feather hair clip. Tough. I had a dog purse throughout high school and college and beyond. I feel oh, like you met me with dog purse. <laughs> I think oh, I yeah. met you with dog, dog purse. purse. I didn't say it till like 26, 27. Yes, people used to that. throw it out the window. Twice it got thrown out windows because people were like, this is holding you back from a mm-hmm. good life. Mm. You know, and then what's her name? Like, um, some little star like Quavazane. She was 
Is that, a, is that a cocktail? It's a real person. <laughs> is that a liqueur? She was like nominated for an Oscar. Quipazade? Yes. Okay. Um, something like that. Okay, I don't know who that is, but... She... I can't remember the movie, okay. but she... Beast of the Southern Wild. Okay, I don't She wore it. a dog purse on the red carpet, and then it legitimized the whole trend. Oh, I'm so happy for you. But that was like two years well, ago. Well, it's not a trend. <laughs> um, no, probably no, not. it's just something that happened. It is. With you and with her. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it once in the NYU library, mm. and I... I was crying hysterically and I ran to the security guards and I was like, I lost my dog. I lost my dog. And they're like, you have a dog in the library? I was like, it's a dog purse. It's Scotty Tommy. It's a real thing to me. My brother gave it to me. It was a Scotty dog. So the original name, Scotty Tommy. My brother was like, please don't tell people I ever got this for you. He was so embarrassed because he was cool. Right. And that was hard. Sure. Because he would be invited to parties of like my classmates because he played lacrosse and stuff and He'd be like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. I was like, I wasn't invited. Oh, that's really tough. Yeah. But I didn't know how uncool I was. But what did you think when he got invited? Were you bummed out you weren't invited or you didn't care? I think that that was a moment of like, oh, maybe I'm playing this mm. life game wrong. Mm. You know, maybe I should be connecting with people in my grade or, you know, not trying to have my brother bring me to a party that I didn't get an invite to. Tough. Once my- Did he bring you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Very close, but he didn't bring me. Yeah. He's like, eh, it's not my brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this won't help. No, my it cause. Would, it so would not. He's gotta... like, don't bring the dog first. I did bring a quirk for you. Oh, give it to me. Um, so I was thinking about how I react to a f- situation. Okay. Right? So if there's something, somebody gets hurt, something goes down, how do I react? Okay. And this felt... Like we could file it under quirky. So start light and go harder. Oh boy, oh boy. So I was doing a show at Comedy Central Stage. Yes. And we were rehearsing with my friend Drew Picorni. Yeah. Who is shorter than me. And we were doing a dance. Okay. And I was supposed to bend down and he was supposed to swing his leg over my head. Oh, wow. So that's right. So I bent down fairly far, you right. know, and he did and his knee popped out. <gasps> oh, this is a starting light story? This is the light one. A yeah. knee popping. Jeez. A knee popping. Oh, boy. So I, my choice, you know, yeah. was to run around the theater in circles screaming. I just <laughs> chose to, that was how I chose to deal wow. with the situation. Okay. My friend Jenny, who was the choreographer, went over and popped his knee back <gasps> into place. No. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wow, not a great maybe helpful reaction on my end, right. you know? Right. Not great. Not great. Not my finest. Definitely a quirky reaction. Definitely a quirky reaction. Because I am quirky, mm-hmm. and in a crisis, I am stealth. Okay. I am good. I'd be propping the knee, probably. Right. At least talking sweetly to him sure. while someone else was popping the knee. And I can <laughs> be stealth in many, many different ways ways yeah. in crisis. I'm sure you can. But but then I also cannot. Right. So that was one incident. Okay. Then another one was when I was home in Long Island when I had met you for yeah. the first time. I was living with my dad and he was up. We have like a three-story house mm-hmm. and then on the very top was like a small attic. Okay. Yeah, like a tippy. We called it the tippy top attic. Cute. You know, you took us. You there was like a wooden staircase. Oh, you had to, like it was. You know, we just used it for storage. Right. My dad would go up there to who knows what, like <laughs> tinker, move things around. Yeah. Organize. Yeah. So he um, 
I had two incidents with the, with the attic, but I will give you one. So, actually, I'll give you two. Give so, the two. first one was, this is the one I was home with him. It asked me, can you help me with something? I was like, yes. So, I go down right below where he is on the tippy-top attic. There's, again, a wooden stair. Probably, like, probably about, I would say about a nine-foot stair uh, ladder that goes up to the tippy-top. Okay. Approximately. And um, all of a sudden... This chest, like a three by three and a half by two and a half heavy chest, comes crashing down, oh. almost knocking me out. <laughs> okay. In addition, my dad screams at the top of his lungs. Oh. And my heart, like, drops. Yeah. I run up the stairs. He has, he's screaming in pain. Oh. He's doubled over. He has popped a tendon in his no, leg. Please. So however he picked up the chest thing. So I start screaming. <laughs> oh no. I go, okay, daddy, oh, daddy, oh, and I run down the stairs and I run and I'm calling I'm calling like my friend Deborah Quinn's mom, who's <laughs> around the corner, who was a nurse. Okay. I'm calling and I'm running and I'm getting ice packs and I'm getting like the rub for like, like an icy hot, icy hot and ice packs and I'm running up and I like have to like take my dad's pants down Stop. and rub icy hot into the back of his leg. He's in so much pain. I don't know how I'm going to get him down because he can, oh. there's no world in which he can come down that ladder. Oh God. He's, that's not happening. Right. Mrs. Quinn sends over her son, who is a fireman with a fire truck. Stop. And he, Larry Quinn, and he gets, like, rafters and, like, is able to basically pulley system my dad out from the rafters. But I'm, which is, which she got him down. He got him down with, like, a pulley thing. Yeah, like a fireman situation. But, like, I was screaming on the phone and begging her when she came over. I'm begging her on my knees to, like, talk to him about not getting on ladders. I was begging. Like, I was just and, – and I did get done what I needed to. But, like, as I made so many trips up and down the stairs just, just in a full panic. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I love that as you're dealing with the tragedy, you're also future tripping and yes. you're like, you need to have a pep, like a, you know, come to Jesus talk with my well, dad. to be fair, I had had a discussion with him about ladders so many okay. times. He didn't listen. Oh, God, no. And They don't listen, really. Oh, Lord, know. no. I know. And so I was just, and, and old people will not, like, when you're getting up there, they, they protect each other. So <laughs> they don't even help. You help them because right. they're like, I don't want my shit taken away. Right. So Because you and Larry Quinn are going to gang up on Deborah next, right. you know, that's and right. take something away that's from her. That's right. Marge. And so... <laughs> Marge. That was ladder incident one. Okay. Ladder incident two. Okay. Same thing. Attic ladder. Later? No, months later. A year later. Whatever uh, it was. I was on the phone with a friend. Okay. I had just put under eye concealer <laughs> underneath both of my eyes. Excellent. Not rubbed in yet. Of just course. under eye concealer. Got it. And I hear a crash. Oh. A huge crash. Okay. I go, ah! I throw the phone. I run upstairs. My father is laid out no. on the ground with a drill by his head. <gasps> and I thought he was paralyzed. No. Yes. 
Okay. And so I start running and screaming. Oh, no. The running and screaming. Out the house. <laughs> out the house? Go to each neighbor. Stop. Call 911. I'm running and screaming. A full fire department, like three fire trucks <gasps> come. I can't even go back up to look at my dad because I'm so fearful that he's paralyzed. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, my friend Carrie was coming to pick me up. So she sees me. And uh, neighbors are coming in again. Circles. I'm running in circles <laughs> on the street, screaming, telling everybody what happened and that I've scared he's paralyzed. Oh, my God. And finally, like, an EMT, like, <laughs> held me down and was like, your other... <laughs> Is not paralyzed. Oh, my God. You know, but they had to take him through the third story window. I have a photo I will send you. Okay, good. They had to, again, police system him out through the third floor window on a gurney down. No, no. This is what happened. And then at the very end of all of it, and and I was deeply single at that time. Okay. And... I love deeply single. Deeply single. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, on... Like, horny and thirsty. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, in a... It wasn't a great place to be. I was, like, panicked I wasn't going to meet... You know, like, I was Mm. in that, like... I hear you. It's not a great place to come from. It's, like... Eyes are scanning everywhere. No one is safe. Yeah, Like, eyes are scanning everywhere. And there were a lot of hot firemen there. (laughs) Of course there were. Okay, so believe me, within the craziness, I'm scanning. This is a stereotype for a reason. Yes. The hot fire. Yes. No, no, no. That's real. It's real. It's real. But I will say I love that you're screaming and running around and crying and then you're scanning. I'm also scanning. I'm loving that. Have to scan in addition. Right. And at at the end of all of it, my friend Carrie had stayed with me, you know. Yes. And she takes her two fingers and rubs (gasps) in the under eye (laughs) concealer. So good. So, like, I had met oh. all these interactions with two giant ivory oh, cover girls, like, swiped <laughs> underneath my eyes, and I was mortified, but you know? were you also hysterical? I couldn't believe it. I was okay. so shook that yeah. that, because it, it was like, oh, wow, I forgot <laughs> that that was the last thing I did prior to... The crash. The crash. Right. Oh, my... God. I mean, I will just say this. When I did get to the hospital, I walked through a full, um, <laughs> the nurses had all done, I can't even, like, to see this in a hospital, like, when you're trying, and I know everyone's having, trying to have a good time in life, but they right. they did a flash mob in the library, in the uh, lobby of the hospital. The nurses? The nur- like, I don't, nurses, orderlies, uh-huh. this and that. It seems did, like a TV show that you would see and be like, that would never happen. That, and it did. Wow. And so even in like, I don't know what the situation is with my dad fully. Like I've been told he's not paralyzed, but I also right. don't fully believe it. Like I'm like, you know. He's come out a third floor window and been pulled right. down. This that's right. Serious. It's not great. No. So <laughs> that was happening when I got there and I was just like, wow, you know, it's just all a lot. Ups and downs. Did he stop the ladder after that? No. Wow. Um, He did slow down. Okay. But he was laughing at me. You know, it's like I feel I have a book in me, which is I tried to save my dad's life and he tried to kill me. Like that is, that was our dance. (laughs) You know, that was what we did. I need you to write that. Yeah. Because he would say like, I know, like he would say to my sisters, 
I've done a number on Deanna. Wow. He knew. He knew he had traumatized me. Wow. You should have planned for the next time there's an emergency. I know. Just plan and dial. Mm -hmm. Because I'll dial 911 and keep my finger over the send button whenever I feel any sense of danger. Really? Oh. Like, I could just feel, like, a bad breeze and I'm like, someone's behind me. Okay. (laughs) But I'm not a paranoid person. Mm -hmm. But you're ready with that 911. I'm just ready. Yeah. And Mark's like, you need to stop calling them because you're going to get on a list. Mm. You know? Yeah. But there have been times that I've called and it's been a good, like someone going backwards on the freeway. Gosh. Dangerous. Yeah. Like if I'm watching SVU alone, that's like the most shameful. You can't call 911. I don't call them. Okay. But I do dial it on my phone sometimes and I don't hit send. Wow. Never hit send for SVU. SVU is really scary to watch alone. Suitcase. It's always a woman. She's always alone in an apartment. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. It's really I wonder crazy. how many people SVU has on that, like, 911 <laughs> on that quick dial. I think a lot, because while you're watching, you'll inevitably hear something. Right. Like the sound of a saw or someone, like, you know, chopping Someone's down a tree to, or yeah. something. Or a mailman. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you're like, you're going to get me. <laughs> uh, you should just practice hitting it. Don't hit send, though. Like if you had like an emergency training session for yourself mm. where you're like, shit's going down. Right. I'm just going to like stay right here, call 911 and breathe. I think that that's not a bad idea because my nerves are shot. In elementary school, we had something called Safety Town. Did you have, this is like a Long Island thing or a Pojo So thing. <laughs> Safety Town's ringing a bell. It's like a literal. Yeah, no. you're on scooters. You know those yellow scooters yeah. with the wheels. Okay. And you ride around and you practice going at a safe speed and like stopping at stoplights and making lefts and rights. It's like sort of mini driving school for fifth graders. Got it. You probably had it. I don't recall that, but that sounds like fun. Okay. Yeah. No, I was terrified. I was put in jail so many, because I <laughs> was a bad driver even then. <laughs> like I kept crashing into other people or not stopping or not looking or, yeah. and so I was put in jail so many times that I had to like go in the bleachers with the bad kids. I like, see. jail was, like, in the middle of town. Yeah. And I kept getting put in there. <laughs> but once you're put enough, you're sent to, like, I guess, like, like, Rikers. Well, now you got a good, good, yeah. You're out of safety town. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. You're removed. So the next you're day. You're not safe. You're not, yeah, you're an unsafe driver. So the next day, I I had, like, mild eczema when I was a child. And I was like, it hurts. I have to go to the nurse. And I went to the nurse. And the nurse called my mom. was like, she has, like, a rash on her arm. My mom was like, put on, her on the phone. She's like, get back to safety town. <laughs> like, you're she trying knew. to get out of safety town. She knew. Yeah, and I've never really done anything like that, but she made me go back and I got in jail she again. Knew you, she had your number. She really did. But it was terrifying to me. So it was like, no wonder I didn't drive until I was right. age redacted. Safety but town had like literally the opposite effect that it was supposed to have on you. It was supposed oh, to give you confidence yes. to be like, I will have this in 10 yes. to 15 years. Yeah. I think it like, you know, those scared straight programs where they bring yeah. bad kids to jail and like show them what life they could have. Like that's what safety town, it scared me straight to not drive. Right. You know. What exactly. are what are quirks and other people that you either love or hate? Oh. I feel like you know when you know people so well. Yes. Like and that could be a, to your detriment because when you know someone so well, yeah, their bullshit <laughs> is like you just have their number, yes. you know. And I feel like it gives me so much when a friend I know that they can do something. Let's just say. I'm going to say pick me up from the airport, but but I don't, would never make someone do that at this age, you sure. know, but like, yes. but that, that, okay. let's say pick me up at the airport. I know they can do it. Yes. And they will put some sort of lie together mm. or fib 
or sit and you're like, I know that that's not true. Yeah. You know, I feel like when you know, yeah, I don't know. Would you rather them just say like, I don't want to do it? I would. Right. Do you think your quirks like help you as an actor, writer, creator, director? Hmm. You do so many creative things. Like a point of view is all you have in life, you know? And so I do think I have a unique point of view a good ear for what works and what doesn't work. I mean, we're at an interesting time right now because I think things in art are getting more and more niche in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like even, and female driven stuff that's like shrill. I just binged on last night. We're about to start it. Is it great? It's so great. I can't wait. It's so great and it's so specific. Yes. And I love that. I think that it, they think the more unique your point of view is, the better right now. Yes. Which is cool. And that is, I totally think that's how you're I mean, way the world. I mean, is quirk. I mean, how do you get, mm-hmm. you know. But also, don't you relate so much, even though they are so specific, you relate so much to one of them in each episode. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think you're younger than me. I think your age are so, like, I didn't have AOL in high school and middle school. Oh, my school. God. That's noise. Like, Yeah. I had that later. So. I know Mark and I were just having this discussion about, like, did you type papers in high school? And I'm all like, sometimes. You mean with a typewriter? Or with a computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a rapid fire quirks round. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Oh, and you God, say the I'm first thing that comes receive. to mind. Okay. Quirkiest movie? Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I love the seriousness with which you um, make eye contact with me when you answer. You close your eyes and then you have an answer. She opens her eyes and delivers it right to my face. Quirkiest holiday? I want to say Halloween. The quirkiest thing you say? And I don't know if this is it, but my my college roommate, who's still a dear friend of mine, she always mocks me for going, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You do say that Yeah, a lot. you know what I mean. But you also say, like, get my eyeballs on it, which yeah, I know yeah, is, like, in the lexicon now, but you've been saying that for, like, nine years. <laughs> like, I feel like you were the, definitely the first person I heard say it. I always have to get my eyeballs on it. Right, like, literally yeah. on it. Right. Quirkiest thing about you. I've realized today... <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, I let, nothing makes me laugh harder in like a video or anything funny than people falling. Like, I just enjoy wow. that. I love, I just watched a clip from The Voice. This couple, they got engaged. It's Did you see ever. it? And yes. she not, they knock into heads. He's about to get down on his knee and I head's howled. bump. Like, <laughs> that stupid shit is like so funny to me. Did you feel slightly sad? No. See, that's what happens to me. You feel sad. I, like, laugh so hard, and then I'm like, ugh. Like, it hurts me somewhere. Oh, no, I like it. What do you think? Your sense of humor. My sense of humor. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you do have a lot of quirks, but you also just are quirky. Does that make sense? That's the thing. It's, like, less Yeah, less, like, I have to put on one sock and then one eyelash. There is one thing where I feel I have moisture in my thumbnail. Yeah, this is really weird. This is weird. And I love that you waited so till the end. So see this? I will press my thumb against my finger to sort of remove moisture that doesn't exist. Just for the record, yeah, no moisture is coming out no, of No, there's thumbnail. no moisture in there, but I'll have a sense of that. That is that's probably some quirky. weird medical... You think so? Yeah, I think that's probably why you can't deal with a crisis. Because you no, have moisture I in will, I, won't get, I won't get into the crises I have dealt with. But when I tell you, I will, your brain would explode with the crises I have handled like a, like an 
like a robot. Wow. But it can also go in a different direction. I love that you never know. You never know who will show up to the party. And on that note, don't call her in a crisis. Or do. Or do. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is so much fun. I loved having you. Yay. Bye. Bye. Even the way she says bye makes me laugh. Deanna's latest project is Homeward LA. It is a night of monologues from people in LA who have experienced homelessness. April the 27th, Saturday at 5 p.m. The link is in her Instagram bio. Again, that's at Deanna M. Chang. I hope you guys have wonderful weeks. Join us in two weeks where I'm interviewing my friend Matt Bogdanow. He is a musician and has some really quirky ideas about music, sound, and everything in between. See you soon.